0: welcome back to the silver screen roll podcast network this is your host sabrina merchant and it's i love basketball
1: I'm i Joy- love basketball what?
0: You go through my introduction. <laughs> in case you couldn't tell, I am joined today by the co-creator of I Love Basketball.
1: Give it up for the Machine. Hey. A <laughs> beep boop beep boop. Uh, I'm the Machine. <laughs> I'm here with my girl Sabrina. As I'm um, not as always. Literally the first time we've done this um, in like a year. No,
0: it's been quite a while. It feels we like started it in a year. Probably because go. an entire Lakers season has passed since we last recorded a podcast.
1: Probably an entire season, yeah. Yeah,
0: what a, what a weird thought. It's really March, weird, and it kind of
1: sucks because I was really, really excited to watch us win. I wanted to go to a parade. I really wanted to I go wanted to a on, parade. Even if we win now, I feel like like even if they bring the season back and we do the playoffs and and the Lakers win, not only will there obviously be like an asterisk after mm-hmm. this championship, whoever mm-hmm. wins it, if anybody does, but I also feel like there will still be like some kind of hesitation from people to like go to a giant parade. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, can you imagine like they play all of the playoff games in front of no fans and it's like, yeah, get a fitter over street. <laughs> like, oh time God. for a Yeah,
1: everybody. <laughs> 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 yeah, um I mean, truthfully, obviously we have no idea how this is going to play out. I would still I would still love to see the playoffs happen even if they happen in like August or something. Yeah, that my, my thing
0: is that the league is trying so hard to like not say that the season is canceled, that they they really want the playoff games. Because, like, you cut, what, 25 regular season games out of next year? Like, the money you make in the playoffs is so much more than that.
1: Yeah, but only for the teams who are in the playoffs, so.
0: Even then, I feel like the TV money they get is pretty substantial.
1: Yeah, well, I just mean for the teams that, like, aren't in the playoffs and then they have a cut season, like a shortened season, next season, it would be, like kind of a pain for them but you know i in my opinion screw them (laughs) i just want to watch us win i really really couldn't care less whether like uh the magic are you know their tickets are 14 dollars. anyway what are they really losing so you know that's how i feel about it i've always wondered like oh lakers and literally screw every other team I, i couldn't care less
0: I've always wondered about, like, if they do have a shortened season, how much you could, you know, increase the ticket prices to make up that lost revenue, you know, from fewer games.
1: Bro, um, you cannot. I I can't even picture increased ticket prices for Lakers games. <laughs> this is my first full time job that I've had. I still cannot afford to go to a Lakers game. And I refuse to sit in the top row, even though it is actually quite a party up there. It's
0: so strange, like, when – because, like, the way they – the NBA made the schedule this year, they had a lot of East Coast teams, like, come into L.A. just once, you know, so they have that Laker Clipper back-to-back. And you'll check seat geek for, like, the Clippers tickets, and it's, like, eight bucks <laughs> yeah. to get in the door. And then you set check seat geek for the Lakers tickets. Literally the same team. It's, like, $85 to get in the door. 85
1: freaking dollars to get what the door. What are we doing?
0: Like, the Clippers are good. You know, this is a good team that you're here to watch. <laughs>
1: and I love those apps. Those like, we're going so crazy off the rails, but you know, it's only been like three minutes. It feels like it's been like 20. So um, there's there these like, those like ticket, like uh, those, those ticket apps where they're like, if you wait until like three, if you're willing to wait in, until like three minutes before the game starts and you can get the tickets like really discounted, mm-hmm. doesn't work for Lakers games. I did that. I waited. Literally was there. I mean, I had a media pass, so it was okay, but, like, I did not want to be in the media room at all. Um, I just wanted to be in the bleachers, because um, I, I, you know, shockingly, folks, they don't give me good seats when I go, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's nosebleeds for me, but um, I was really hoping to buy a ticket for that game, and I waited until the very last second, because I was in the building already, and they went up. They did not go down, so... Doesn't work for Lakers. They ended up giving me an okay seat. Um, that was the Heat Lakers game, so it was it was quite a it was the first one. It was the one where we absolutely stomped them. Stomped. We freaking stomped them. It was so funny because I was like, oh, it's gonna be great, like it's gonna be a close game like Jimmy Butler, what a great game. Nah. They completely shut him down. Um, I don't even know what happened, but LeBron went crazy. I remember that. I had to like stop my I had to you're not like allowed to cheer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, You have to be quiet because we all know, of course, that the team that you root for is your biggest bias as a media, as a sports media person, <laughs> as a reporter. Of course, it isn't, of course, the people who give you your information. It is the team you root for. It's such, But anyway, you're not supposed to cheer. Um, And I was just like sitting there like squealing <laughs> when anything fun <laughs> would happen. Just like a red face like, oh. Because let me tell you, that is like, it's the most fun atmosphere if you haven't been to a Lakers game. It's literally the most fun atmosphere of any game, anything. I always
0: remember fondly the one time that the Staples Center personnel asked me if I was escorting you around at the first game of the season. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Super fun. Good times. (laughs) I actually haven't been to a game in so long. Anyway, news of the day. I mean,
0: no one has been to a game in a long time. True. (laughs) (laughs) True, Uh, true, On that note, um, the Lakers had their uh, tests for coronavirus this week. And as it he turns did. out, two of our players tested positive. Um, Who do you
1: think they are? No, no, well, no, no. This is mean. This is okay. mean. No, 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 no. Never mind. Video Never, mind. Know,
0: Never mind. On Instagram earlier this week, Jabelle McGee posted a story of like, him terrorizing the Lakers trainer, Nina, um, <laughs> running after her in the facility. And she's trying to maintain like a proper level of distance, so she keeps closing doors in his face. And he's like, you know, outside of – Her office, like, yelling, Nina, Nina. Um, And, of course, JaVale McGee's sister is, like, the first one to post on Twitter, like, no, my brother does not have the coronavirus. So, thankfully.
1: That's good, because I was actually worried for him. I was like, but people, I think uh, the uh, NBPA um, leader or whatever, Michelle, she Uh said something, like, super smart about, like, people shouldn't be mad at NBA players for being able to get tested, just, like, everybody should be able to get tested. I'm like, yes, I agree, but also it is kind of ridiculous. But anyway. I was thinking about JaVale. I was like, these people don't think of NBA players as being like higher risk in any way because they're just like fit and well, we associate wealth with like low risk. But I think in this case, we can kind of say that that's not necessarily true. But I was thinking about these players who have like asthma or mm-hmm. like Javel had pneumonia last year. Right like he definitely has like under like quote underlying health issues that you would be like concerned about for sure with this. So I was been, I've been thinking about JaVale. I've been keeping him in my thoughts. I'm very happy that he doesn't have it. And I hope he continues to stay healthy.
0: Yeah, I hope so too. Um, I do think it's nice that we've gotten to this point where not every single player has to be name dropped when they are testing positive for coronavirus. Like I understand at the start because Rudy Gobert like, expressly admitted you know that he had tested positive and then donovan mitchell went on you know good morning america and obviously i think kevin durant said like he thought it was a good opportunity to express to young people that like this is something you have to take seriously like look at me i feel perfectly fine and yet i have tested positive so i get that some people like want to use their platforms to uh you know harp on the severity of what's going on here but i also think that it's probably for the best that we don't know all four Brooklyn Nets who have tested positive and like, we don't need to know all the Lakers who tested positive.
1: I completely agree. I think it's, I feel like I've seen some like push and pull of like reporters kind of weighing sort of their responsibility to just like report information and that it like might could, because of how many people the players like interact with that it could be seen as some kind of like public good. Mm -hmm. Um to report names but then also like the other side of it is just like literally confidentiality like this this information is very sensitive and personal and clearly has affected I mean at least Gobert as if at least affected Gobert but I have to say he did do some things beforehand that maybe uh, inflamed things but <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it it's just like a private it's like private information like I would be I would be like pretty uh I, w- I would be pretty upset if they were like publishing my uh my results like it's I think it's like a private individual's responsibility to go and tell everybody who they've been in contact with exactly that's what I was gonna say like
0: you would expect the people who did test positive to take the responsibility and like reach out to people in their lives who they could have potentially come in contact with right like they're adults they can handle this
1: is it worse to get a call that a uh, somebody oh that you're in contact with had chlamydia or or a <laughs> I think Corona by a lot because chlamydia is just a pill. pill.
0: You could have said there instead of chlamydia, and I'm glad that we, we stuck with that.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Are people going to think I'm a bad person for saying that? I, it's so hard to know where the line is right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But as I'm going to say that I'm high risk, and so I can make a <laughs> joke. Oh, no, I'm
0: sorry. You can oh, cut well. that out if you want. That's okay. Um, so we know, now <laughs> that, geez, we know now that the NBA has um, at least, like, shut down all their practice facilities. Uh, yeah. Now everybody has to work out from home.
1: Uh, from their mansion. From their mansions, right. Okay. I mean,
0: I, I do think it's probably pretty strange for NBA players to not be able to go to a gym at all. Like. Right, you know, and also, like, and-
1: it's going to take forever for them to get back into, like, gameplay shape because they're just, like. You, you're not playing with people.
0: Yeah, it's it's so strange. Like, I mean, we've talked about when the season could potentially restart, and there's just so many factors that go into it. Like, even if people are allowed to, you know, resume gatherings of more than 50 people, like, how do you get to the point where you're ready to play basketball again, right? Yeah. It's like all these guys have been doing is just chilling in their houses. Like, there's no way they're going to be ready to play basketball, you know, if and when this quarantine is actually lifted.
1: We also, yeah, we also don't know, like, actually how long this is going to last because, like, we're at, like, accelerated rates on the coast, but the interior of the United States is still, like, very early on. Mm-hmm. And even in LA, it's, like, not even nearly as far as, like, Seattle, San Francisco, and New York. So we just have no clue how long, like, this initial kind of quarantine is going to last. And then, like, there may be ones after like, there might be waves of this. We have no idea. It's just, I am, it is weird, man. I'm just day by day. Yeah, I it's just so strange I slammed thing. the entire Mandalorian two nights ago. <laughs> and I have five days to watch all of Star Wars before my, before I have to start paying for Disney Plus, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember, uh. Not so, like Hulu Plus gives you a fourteen
0: day free free trial period, or is mm-hmm. it it's ten or fourteen? Mm-hmm. I spent like a good seven months waiting that out until I had like a a good two week window, you know, to actually mm-hmm. watch as much t v as possible. <laughs> uh, this, this seems like as good a time as any yeah.
1: what were you What were you like looking for on Hulu Plus?
0: I wanted to watch the end of the
1: Mindy project, oh okay, yeah, 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 yeah. um yeah, there yeah. was something else on Hulu Plus that I wanted to watch. Yeah, Although, like, live TV stuff is what I I get there, not anymore, though. I'm watching the because now it's my my HBO, it doesn't even matter, it's my HBO, but now I I watch The Sopranos on it, so that's that's what we're doing. But uh, yeah, um, I feel like for right now, though, like, what what are we gonna do right now? Because yeah, the seasons, you know, it might be over. there's been so much postulating about what's going to happen with this season. Nobody knows. It's all contingent on like thing <laughs> it's all contingent on things that I could say with confidence no sports reporters have any clue about including me. So, we're just it's fully just like as with life right now, just a complete day by day and we're just taking it day by day and with this maybe even week by week just to see. If like what happens with this outbreak and then what's going to happen with the NBA and ultimately what happens in the NBA, doesn't matter that much in the grand scheme of things. But I have to say, it's been absolutely crazy to live through something like this, wrapping your head around it as like a 24 year old is very challenging. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I
0: don't think it gets any less challenging whatever age you're at. This is, this is strange. It's... I, I was just saying my grandma.
1: My grandma is 90 and she's lived through like World War II and now she's 90 years old and it's uh, COVID. Still want to get her hair done.
0: <laughs> I haven't been out for anything <laughs> but grocery shopping in the last week and I'm I'm losing my mind.
1: I rollerbladed in my parking lot yesterday. It okay. was very fun. Um, But I think we came here to talk about... A very oh, yeah. special yeah. individual that is very close to both of our hearts. This is our, uh, what's it called? Appreciate a Laker?
0: Yeah, so at Silver Screen and Roll, we're doing a Let's Appreciate a Laker series. Um, yes. And we're just going to take a quick break before we come back and talk about Sasha's choice for today. Ooh, slick. All right. So, like we said on the website, we've been doing a "Let's Appreciate a Laker" series. Uh, Harrison started us off with Kobe, and I decided to go in the complete opposite direction and do Kendall Marshall. Uh, oh, oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> it's uh, it was no, a lot woman of,
1: people, of
0: the right? people. <laughs> <laughs> the people love Kendall Marshall. I will say, you put anything with like Duke and North Carolina in it in the month of March, people eat it up.
1: That's true. Up. She's uh, this is why. It, this is why they pay her the big bucks for it's content, content creation me. now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, when we were talking about this beforehand, Sasha, you had somebody very special in mind that you wanted to give a little bit of appreciation to.
1: Who somebody, would that be? Somebody whose eyes I looked into and really felt like at home, like I was <laughs> home, and that would be Avery Bradley. I hope that he remembers looking into my eyes, too. <laughs> It felt special, (laughs) honestly. Huh?
0: When was it that you got to look into his eyes?
1: Oh, it was the first... uh, I've only been able to go to two games. Like, I'm not, like, some big reporter or anything, but I was able to go to a couple games, um, and it was... I believe it was the Lakers-Clippers opening night. Okay. Yeah, and I went into the locker room, and, you know, nobody... The thing is, like, nobody actually really talks to you before the game. Like, it's just, like, a ritual, essentially. So you go in there and you just like, you know, hang about, and they're like trying to live their friggin' lives, and you're just like in there hanging about. And he was trying to watch. Uh, they were watching some um, uh, some film before the game. That makes and, sense. Yeah, as was, one does. I was just able to. I didn't talk to him or anybody really, but yes, I was able to have a very special moment. Um, in my opinion, and in my memory, it'll live that way forever. But he's also been someone who, like, I feel like at the beginning of the season, we were all like, okay, so we have, you know, AD and LeBron. That's, like, friggin' awesome. Um, okay. And then we we're like, yeah, and we have Kyle Kuzma and DeMarcus Cousins, and those are the two guys who are, like, if one of them pops off, like, they need to be, like, our third guy. Right. DeMarcus Cousins injured, you know, gone. Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> And that's my boy too. I love him, and I it's it's been very tough. It's been very it's been a very tough season, but he has improved in some way. I think like it was just maybe not the right mindset for us going into the season to expect Kyle Kuzma to be like the third guy mm-hmm. um, on this team, and that's been proven throughout the season. And so basically, what we're looking at now is a bunch of the other people like needing to step up every night, and that's kind of what we've been talking about. It's like. You know, we need KCP to step up tonight. We need so-and-so to step up tonight. Dwight was, like, doing doing that basically for the first half of the season. Right. Avery Bradley, maybe, like, just so consistent. And I feel like especially recently um, on the offensive end, but, like, all season on the defensive end. And he's just been, like, a guy who can totally count on, like, completely every night to just, like, be super solid. And I just appreciate that so much and i love his the look of intensity that he wears on the court yeah i will say that intensity is something that
0: the coaches definitely talk about like lebron and ad definitely talk about he just he's he's the guy who's always ready to go at the start of every game and that's not always the case with every other player on the lakers you know they have they've oscillated in and out right like they turn on later in the game but in the first quarter avery's the guy who's always let's do this you know
1: yeah. He's a he's a tone setter. Exactly. He's a tone setter. He's he's kind of like, I mean, I feel like he and Alex Caruso are like yin and yang of like tone setting. Mm-hmm. Or Caruso is this like explosive, like, he's the yang, obviously. He's like this of like explosive, like ultra, like masculine, like energetic <laughs> kind yeah. of like tone setting. And that's what you want with the second unit. You need someone who's going to like. Just bring everybody up because I mean that second unit has been quite rough uh, at I'm times. I'm
0: still dying at the descriptor of Alex was ultra masculine. <laughs> like, not that it's <laughs> not true, it's just I've never <laughs> thought of it that way.
1: I feel like the, I mean, if you just look at the muscles fully, mm-hmm. and then like the dunking, that's also a thing. Like he's just this sure. like ripped, like, a, like weirdly like sexualized by an overwhelmingly male um audience like <laughs> I feel that, like Carissa has been just like 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 sexualized so much by like only the male uh fans. Um and then uh the baldness obviously i I mean people say they talk about how bald players play better. Um I mean, he has always been bald, so there's no kind of, like, We should get back control. to Avery Bradley.
0: This is going in a weird direction.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and But then Avery Bradley is, like, the yin. He's, like, you already have LeBron, mm-hmm. and you don't need that, like, super masculine, aggressive, like, uh, presence because you already have LeBron on the court. He's right. bringing that. He's a focus. And he's going he's gonna to dunk for you. He's going to, like, bring that kind of energy on the court when he's there. Avery Bradley is, like... He's like a quiet, like quick, kind of f- like foxy. Like uh, he's just he's, he's like a quiet um, energy, but very like intense. And I just feel like they, yeah, I feel like Alex Caruso and Avery Bradley are the yin and yang, are the yang and yin, I should say, of the Lakers team in terms of like the types of energy that they bring.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think they both need to be on the floor at all times. Like, uh, you, you definitely notice a certain lag when it's like Rondo and KCP, they just don't have that same
1: uh, yeah, yeah, sort yeah.
0: of fire that either of them do. Um, the thing with Avery Bradley is like, that I appreciate is that I had no expectations for him coming into the season. Um, I think yeah. there were multiple times where I thought that he would be the worst offseason acquisition the Lakers made. Um, <laughs> I spent most, most of the year last year, uh, when I was covering the Clippers, just, uh, Degrading everything he did, um, belittling mm-hmm. the little shooting, you know, renaissance he had in Memphis. Uh, mm-hmm. Not, I'm not going to say I didn't have a lot of positive things to say about Avery Bradley. I had zero positive things to say about Avery Bradley. <laughs> and you know, it wouldn't be enough to say that he exceeded my expectations because I had no expectations. But he's actually been like very pleasant to watch, um, which yeah. I, I can't imagine like that. I six months ago, there's there's no way I thought I'd be saying these words. But you know, the thing with the ball players. <laughs> Is that, like, I mean, if we had, assuming the season's over, like, you know, if we had done special things this season, like, you look back on a season and there are, like, certain moments that, like, really draw you for role players, right? Like, for the stars, it's their consistency, like, you expect them to produce every single night. And it's not, like, individual games that you look back on. It's just more their whole body of work. But like,
1: And can we say?
0: With role AD, players.
1: Like, AD, I don't think ever got there.
0: Okay, well, that's, that's, that's a different, different show,
1: but I'm just saying, like, we, we say we expect that, but I don't think AD actually ever really got to that point. I think point. part anyway. of
0: that is that we're just, um, like, uh, conditioned not to respond to defense in the same way that we respond to offense. Oh. Uh, but with Bradley, uh, he had that moment against the Clippers. You know, that last game against the Clippers. Yeah. Uh, Lakers' last win of the season. <laughs> Tear back. Uh, Six threes against his former team, which you just don't get better days than that really
1: really truly i went to go look at his his stats like his numbers before we recorded this and i was like okay i can't say any of these like (laughs) these all look bad (laughs) These, these all look like horrifically average um and like it is like you say you just like remember those games that he just like went off and i like he literally couldn't miss i know and he was just taking these, like, go like his, his twos would just, like, slip over the front of the rim. Like, I, love, I love when that happens. Like, I feel like that happens with uh, LeBron a lot, too. Like, his will just slip over the front. And I, like, Avery Bradley was just, like, shooting these, like, off-kilter twos. Like, he was catching shooting on the three. And I was like, where did this come from? Except that you knew he had it inside him all along. And he was just waiting for the
0: proper time to release, I guess.
1: No, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just like, I think it, it's sort of like how how you were saying with LeBron and and with AD as well, that we like, we expect that every night because they can unlock it every night. Mm-hmm. It's just that like, that was his night. He unlocked it. He freaking yeah, unlocked I, mean,
0: I know that you said like on the whole, his stats look fairly average, um, or like even to the point like below average, but yeah. he was really coming on to something. You know, like like calendar year 2020, he was shooting like, 42% on three-pointers.
1: Wait, yeah. that's like 4% more than his average for the season.
0: I know. Like, Whoa. he started off, you
1: what know, like you mean, a. Robert, think, a lot of
0: us expected. Uh, not a lot of us. I expected. Um, but he was he was turning a corner. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm looking – I just looked at these, like, free throw percentages from the Lakers and they made me newly sad all over again. <laughs> Why is it that Lakers can't shoot free throws? Like – Danny Green's student's 65% on free throws in 2020. What? Danny Green. Oh my God. 55 no percent is unconscionable. Oh
1: yeah. God. Sorry. But yeah. No, I mean, it's... if it's true, it's true. <laughs> if it's true, it's true. I mean, yeah,
0: we... if... I picked a guy who played, what, 50 games for the Lakers to appreciate in my post. Uh, Avery Bradley's, you know, he's there. Yeah. <laughs> He played what, 60 some don't know if he, he had a bit of an injury. He's at 49. All right. So we're right in the Genomar yeah. territory. I think we're right. I feel like very mm-hmm. different ends of the point guard spectrum they occupy.
1: <laughs> yes. Very. But actually I love, I love uh Avery Bradley's just like his gait and his posture and uh, yeah, he's he's very like um he's he's very uh what is it? elegant like he's just elegant out there it's very pleasing to watch and I feel like his his like offensive glow up like the stuff that he was kind of figuring out towards the end of the season I mean mm-hmm. the you know referable season the season that we've had it kind of is like parallels how the Lakers season has gone so far as well like we were. I feel like we were starting to like click into place and just like beating the Bucks and beating the Clippers for the first time in the season was. I I don't know how you felt, but I felt like I felt like there was no way we weren't gonna win. The championship. And then we lost in the next. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just have like that. I, that shit happens. That happens. Mm-hmm. Um it was like those are some of those to me are just like scheduled losses. Like I know that we that's not really how like anybody on the team was talking, but you don't ever say like, "Yo, yeah, we we just decided to lose that one." No, you don't like say that. So, I I still feel like there are some things where it's just like if you are going to lose the game, it's just like why even fight it? Like we already clinched the the one seed. Like what would be the point anyway? Yeah, um, that's
0: why it's it kind of sucks because like I know in the interest of public health, like the NBA did the right thing, and yeah. I know that it it's probably not going to make a whole lot of sense for the league to come back, you know, in a in a normal fashion within any reasonable amount of time. But like that that stretch we were coming off of was so exciting, and
1: just like breathtaking, kind of, and also a like bummer. What's the I am. This is totally. This is totally out of left field here. But I feel like every single person is like, "Washed King is fake." (laughs) They're like, "Washed King is not a real thing." Nobody was doubting LeBron. I'm like, "Oh, how short your memories are." I just like it is to me. It is an absolute disgrace how people are approaching this Wash King thing is, like, nobody ever said, sure, nobody ever said Wash King out loud, okay? Mm-hmm. That is a LeBron invention that the term Wash King is a LeBron invention, but it's not an invented concept. People, not at all. All of last year, people were doubting because, and it was, like, for good reason. Like, they were losing. LeBron didn't necessarily look... W- like he didn't look bad, but he obviously like wasn't playing his hardest, and that's like mm-hmm. kind of the one of the biggest differences, obviously, between this season and last season, and why he people are like, oh my god, I can't believe how good he's playing. He's thirty five, and it's like, yeah, he was playing pretty good last year. He just wasn't playing as good because he, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he really like his teammates. He was hurt. Yeah, I mean, like. At a certain point, it probably was better for him to not be in the playoffs last year because he did get all that rest, and he looks he looks freaking amazing this year. And there were a ton of people doubting him because of his injury and because of how the Lakers played last year. I am so sick of hearing people say well, King" not a real thing. He made that shit up. You know, any anytime you can get like they're like, yeah, you have to take motivation from anywhere you can get it, and it's like. LeBron has over and over and said he feels no pressure, but he just wanted to let y'all know, y'all with your short memories, your, your short term memory loss, that he <laughs> heard. Okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, there was an NBA GM survey that came out this offseason where like nobody picked LeBron as the best player in the league or the guy you'd want to start a franchise with yeah. or, you know, the most imposing offensive or defensive player. Like, he was definitely falling down the pecking order in people's estimations. Nobody had him on their MVP watch list yeah, heading into the year.
1: Absolutely not. Yeah. And here we are. And now even Bill Simmons is like with a, I'm sure a single tear running down his cheek talking about how good the Lakers are <laughs> and how LeBron certainly has an MVP case. And he's like, no, I'm actually very, you know, a very, very actually quite a, you know, middle even keeled night. I definitely don't have a bias, but you know, it hurts him inside, obviously. Um, obviously (laughs) clearly hurting inside but
0: yeah it's just one of the best things LeBron has done all season actually is coming up with that moniker because it gives us so
1: much content so much and it's it's actually like hilarious it's incredibly catchy I I love Mm -hmm. it I think it's it sounds great it looks great
0: and it keeps returning to that well on all of his social media posts
1: (laughs) I mean, he's he's absolutely correct to call people out, and it is kind of it's just a such eye, such an eye rolly thing when people say that, that like no one ever said that. It's just like yes, you did. Well, maybe
0: they didn't say those two <laughs> words, but the concept was in place.
1: It was sure for sure out there. Anyway, that's just how and 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 Avery Bradley, <laughs> a stunning young man. I have such so appreciated what he's brought to the team, and was
0: propped up the Wash King this season.
1: I have a question. So mm-hmm. let's assume that this season is over for good, and we're not playing the playoffs. Let's just assume. Mm-hmm. I think that's like not. I don't know. There, there's. There, I, I feel like there's. There's a chance. There's at least a chance that that happens. So let's just assume. Okay, so the season's over. You know. We have our takeaways from the season. It sucks because, like, you know, LeBron is going to keep getting older. We can all say, like, every single year he keeps playing, there's a higher probability that he starts to not be as good anymore. You know? I mean, he's obviously not the beast that he was, but he's still playing incredibly and definitely is, like, a top two. I would say top two player in the league, if not the best. I think probably the best, but that's just me. And... Who who are we keeping? Who's your favorite? You mean going into next season? Yeah, and going into next season, who's your favorites? And and who who do you think is, like, totally integral to the fabric of the team as it stands? For? I mean,
0: I assume we're going to run it back pretty cleanly. Like, uh, Avery's got a second-year option. He's probably going to come back. I would um, hope he does. Rondo's probably coming back. See, this uh, is
1: by far the biggest, like... I mean, it's honestly the worst though. The person that this probably affects the worst is Rondo because we never even got a chance to see if of Rondo still exists.
0: I know national TV Rondo was still a thing. I enjoyed him quite a bit against the Celtics. Um, uh-
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Having one good game play. is just like one memorable game per season is is not good enough for me. I mean, there's no finger injuries hey, this year, so but
0: good against Oklahoma City, that game that LeBron, AD, and Danny Green set. Oh my god! Rondo brought it. If we ever played in a playoff series against Oklahoma City, or just, just any, Chris team, <laughs> any Chris Paul led team, any Chris Paul led team, Rondo <laughs> would be the way to go. Okay.
1: You just sit LeBron and AD for that. Give them some just rest. Low management. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I mean, I guess like KCP has an option on his contract, so he could try to get some more money. I feel like he would want to stay here, um, and we have his bird rights, so we could like you know mm. pay into the tax to keep him. I I would hope we would pay into the tax to keep him. He seems pretty important to what we do.
1: Yeah, he uh, had like a he came out like freaking steaming at the beginning of the season, and I feel yeah. like he's kind of like petered out, or maybe it was just that he was so bad last season that we were just like shocked to see him come out play good, and he's playing the same as he did it early in the season. Now that we've gotten used to it. Um, yeah. But I haven't really uh, been... You know,
0: he has through his highs and lows, but yeah. the one thing I like about him is that he always plays hard. You
1: know? Yeah, and you know what? I feel like I, I can't confirm with numbers, but my intuition, which is truly the only thing I have, is that he has been shooting very well.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's our... I think he's our best three-point shooter. Yeah, um, I
1: feel like he's been shooting, like,
0: really well. and I, I very assume excited that white would not be back just because I feel like might get a bigger contract somewhere else. But But what if he's at that point? Like, See, this is the thing. Like I, if we had played in the playoffs, you know, when Dwight had had a chance, you know, to be on another playoff run, I feel like he would have been comfortable moving on. But this all feels so unfinished that I would
1: imagine everyone would want to run it back. Hard to know if Dwight would just like, choke (laughs) isn't he he's like he's like an all-time like playoff choker like up there with James Harden so like no Dwight's been excellent in the playoffs
0: okay when he was in Orlando he was fantastic uh when he was with Houston, he was actually really good
1: okay (laughs) playing playing well for like a little bit and then choking is still choking he's doesn't when has Dwight ever choked in the playoffs please come on please Alright, now I have to go do some research.
0: This is unnecessary slander. Okay, just because right. somebody doesn't play well <laughs> warriors does not mean they're joking. Okay? <laughs> no, he's, he's... he's not the type of player that is built you know, to face the warrior's death lineup. I get that. I don't begrudge him for that.
1: Dude. Yeah. So Dude, but yeah, no, I mean no, 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 no. like I don't I don't think Markeef would come back.
0: You know, I don't think Dion Waiters is long for the Lakers, but uh, you know, I would assume the majority of the team would come back. I, I just, they seem like the kind of group that's so tight knit that they, they don't want this to be their end.
1: Yeah, it would be really sad. I mean, it would. It's very unceremonious. I would even rather. I would rather like. Go out in the playoffs in like some devastating fashion then never see it happen. Um
0: yeah, and I mean, honestly, like the NBA is probably going to have to lower its cap a little bit because of all of this lost yeah. revenue. And that might help the Lakers keep their guys.
1: i would um, I just feel like Dwight Howard maybe has, like, I don't know. <laughs> Man, we are like projecting a personality okay, well, onto one him. But I feel like. Was
0: objectively bad in, in the playoffs was when he was on the Lakers and they were playing against <laughs> San Antonio. Oh. But to be fair, <laughs> his guards were like Darius Morris and Andrew Goudlike. Like, how is he supposed to get the ball? It's. I don't, I don't, know if, you know, officially blame him for that one.
1: <laughs> sure. I mean, uh, it was, I was going to say that. I feel year. like he has a different you know we we, we've decided to project a personality onto him wherein he has had like some kind of epiphany and like has a new lease on life or whatever stopped like eating jolly you know jolly ranchers for breakfast lunch and dinner or something but um good thing to do yeah (laughs) just for general health um but i just feel like he maybe just like really likes the team Marco, like this is obviously way too wishful thinking. But like <laughs> maybe he loves the team so much that he would never leave. I gotta hope he doesn't. I mean, he has been like foul the foul king for mm-hmm. like the past like couple months. I feel like
0: that's cool. If we only play twenty minutes, you can get six fouls. Then. Yeah, true.
1: I know it's <laughs> it's so funny. Like we there have been like a few games where AD Javale and Dwight Howard all have like two or three fouls in like the first quarter. <laughs> We're just like, yeah. oh no, like, what are we gonna do?
0: <laughs> like, what do we do? Kyle, <laughs> Kuzma at the five, lest we forget. Oh, dog. <laughs> Anything dark but Kuzma. Anything but Kuzma.
1: Okay. Um. But yeah,
0: this is uh this has been delightful to talk about the Lakers with you again. Sasha. I know, I
1: know, I know. I'm like not even on the air anymore. So we probably forgot who I am. I'll probably forgot like that I exist, and that's my. How could anyone forget? she nightmare. Um, no, it's fine. I actually <laughs> am enjoying my an- anonymity. Um, I've, which I've always had. <laughs> <I> never, <laughs> never didn't have that. But it is incredibly fun to be back on and, and talking about the Lakers, and you know, there's there's. I can say that there's at least one person who cares about my opinions, and that's you. Well, hopefully, hopefully, there's
0: a chance to bring <laughs> you back to talk about the Lakers for this season again.
1: Yeah, we should do something. Uh, we should do something wacky. Yeah, we've got a lot of hiatus time to kill. Sure. So. Yeah, and we're both at this point, fingers crossed, keeping our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> well, yeah, I can think of no one better to
0: find wacky things to talk about. <laughs> for time. I might be calling you up again. Yeah.
1: I'm in my element now. Now that the basketball's over, I can actually, yeah. <laughs> it's time to flex these muscles. As I told you. Not good with numbers. <laughs> good with it. It's all about the intuition. All about the intuition. All right. Well, this
0: has been I Love Basketball on the Silver Screen Roll Podcast Network. I've been Sabrina, and that was Sasha. So glad to have you back.
1: Machine. Glad uh, to be back. Thank
0: you all for listening, and have a nice weekend.